Welcome to Peoria Connections, the monthly television show of the Peoria Chamber of Commerce featuring local businesses and showcasing their expertise. I'm Scott Soldat, President and CEO of the Peoria Chamber. Today's show is largely dedicated to discussing important help and care for seniors in our community. Relay for Life is around the corner and Shelby Duplee, the Peoria Relay Organizer, will be here. Finally, is your company going green or considering some of the available options? Mark Sobelman from Ecotality will be sharing some incredible information about a local Going Green conference right here in Peoria. The chamber is packed with functions and growing every day. Please join us for the April 3rd Peoria Connections at an Old Town Getaway and April 17th at Sam's Club from 7.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. Join us for some hot breakfast and hot networking. April 11th is the monthly luncheon at Arizona Broadway Theater featuring Dr. Irene Kavala, president of Glendale Community College. She will be discussing economic development and higher education in Peoria, Glendale, and the West Valley. Mark your calendar for the Chamber's annual awards banquet. This signature event will be at the Arizona Broadway Theater and will feature a red carpet entrance, photos, celebrity impersonators, and an Academy Awards style recognition for members of our community. The date is May 23rd. Please visit our website to register. Today we have Shelby Duplissy from Relay for Life here to talk with us about the upcoming event in Peoria. So Shelby, what is Relay for Life? Um, well first Scott, thank you for having us in. Um, I'm excited to talk about Relay. Uh, Relay for Life is an American Cancer Society event that's been happening since 1985 throughout the country. It's actually even gone international now. Um, it's a big celebration. Um, we have it here every year in the city of Peoria which happens to be one of the largest relays in the entire state. Um, we bring in a group of people, um, we have approximately 80 teams that consist of 10 to 15 people made up of business owners, school groups, um, Montessori Kingdom of Learning, our kids at that school have two to three teams. Um, we stay up all night, cancer never sleeps and uh, so we walk from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. One person or two people from each team are walking on the track at all times, just walking. There's no sprinting, there's no relay passing of a baton. Um, and while that, they're walking, the rest of the teams are out just celebrating um, cancer and fighting back against cancer. Um, all of the dollars we raise go towards education, advocacy, research, and support. Um, our relay last year brought in $142,000, and our goal this year is over $200,000. So it's a big celebration, big party, concert all night, um, entertainers all night, um, karaoke at 3 in the morning, breakfast at 5 in the morning. I mean, it's just a big peeps eating contest. It's... <laughs> Can't even tell you how much fun it is. So. Wow, that does sound like a lot of fun. So who should get involved? Um, I think anybody. Um, like I said, we've got youth teams. Our, our youth team right now, um, the 6th, 7th, and 8th graders are Girl Scouts at Montessori Kingdom, and they are winning right now. Um, so we've got teams made up of youth. We have uh, probably 20 teams from all of the Peoria Unified School Districts, um, from the high schools, um, NHS clubs, um, football teams, um, leaders in the community. The mayor has a team um, and Purple Lions. Um, they have um, business teams. Um, there's just so many different people. So anyone in the community, business what? leaders, youth, 
What's different about this year? Um, this year's completely different, so you can tell I'm pretty excited. Um, we've changed it. We want we raised the level from the $142,000 to $300,000 goal. Um, we are having a concert that day, two bands out of Nashville, Tennessee, 2.30 in the afternoon at the Peoria Sports Complex. Um, it is Saturday, April 28th. Uh, we are taking that concert to a new level with a promoter that's here in town that's helped with Rolling Stones, BB King, um, selling tickets for that. 17% um, of the um, proceeds from the commission uh, for the concession stands goes back to the relay. All of the ticket sales go back to the relay. Um, and because of that, the teams are now walking up top of the, the um, complex instead of down on the field. So it's raised the ante quite a bit. Um, it's bringing in a lot more money than what we've seen in the past. So Excellent. And so the event is on April 24th. April 28th. April, April 28th, yep. I apologize. That's okay. And, Saturday. Uh, people can register online for yep, it. Register online. And get all their information. And we will publish that information uh, on this show as well. Okay. And on Great. the Chamber's website so that okay. it's easy to find. Good. Thank you so much. Thank We're you. really looking Thanks forward to Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. In this segment, we're joined by Joanne Greeny from Palos Verde Senior Living to talk about senior care and some of the options that are available. Joanne, thanks for joining us today. Well, good morning, Scott. Thank you very much for asking me. Tell us a little bit more about uh, the benefits to seniors of living in a retirement community. I mean, we hear it talked about. We know that it, for some seniors that they reach a stage in their life where that's an important step. Right. And the number one um, factor involved is going to be when the senior is no longer safe living at home alone. And so they have the safety, the comfort of knowing that somebody is around all the time. Uh, they have a security button that if they push it, somebody can come and take care of the, the need that they have. And um, besides the socialization is very, very important to seniors. Otherwise, you're at home alone and you're just waiting for a phone call. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of great benefits for being in a senior community. So there's games, activities, trips? Correct. Yes, the monthly casino trip, you have to do that. <laughs> and uh, we have entertainment. We even have happy hour nowadays. And so uh, it's also using your mind and your body in new ways with exercise classes, stretching and balancing classes. Um, craft classes, something that they haven't done before or done in many, many years. That's great. That's very exciting. What should a person look for when they're trying to choose? I mean, there's a lot of communities in this area mm -hmm. um, due to the senior population, people retiring here, maybe from other states. And yeah. What should they be looking for? We are so blessed in Peoria to have so many options for seniors. There is going to be the right community for everyone. And you do need to take a look at a, a couple of different places. And you're going to go in with a feeling, have an open mind, and you're going to take a look at the, the other residents there. How happy are they? Take a look at the employees. Are they helpful and happy working there? You want to make sure that the community is spotless clean. It smells great. And you know, those are just a few of the most important items I would look for. What kind of people move into a senior living facility? Uh, a variety, a great variety. 
uh, you know, Arizona is sort of a melting pot. Well, each community is, is a melting pot. We have people as young as 54 and as old as 102 that live there. And they become friends once when they get to know each other. They know that they need to be here and that they like being here. So people that need very little care, uh, people that need a lot of care. Some people can be in a wheelchair and some people can still be doing a light jog every day. So it's it just a great variety. Now this is a challenging uh, question, I, I should say, or, or an opportunity in someone's life to make this decision with their family. How do they decide what type of care they need? I mean, typically, I would guess, they're bringing in relatives to help them with that process? Exactly. Oftentimes, the, the senior, the potential resident, is going to bring in a family, a loved one, uh, to help them out, the power of attorney. And uh, what are the different, what are the um, care services? Our nurse, every community is going to have a nurse and meet with that prospective resident and talk about what their needs are. Do you need help getting up? every morning getting out of bed? Do you need help with the shower? Do you really know what the medications are that you're taking and do you know when to take them? Um, maybe you need help escort assistance down to the dining room. So those are just a couple of the, the different items that we would be looking at. And that level of care or level of service is going to ebb and flow during their stay with us. Uh, maybe they need a little bit more care after a uh, broken hip, uh, and then they can back off on some of those services when that person gets better. That's excellent. Joanne, thanks for joining us today and for telling us more about Palos Verde Senior Living. And we're very excited that uh, you offer such a great service in our community. And we love it. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Mary Sanders from Seniors Helping Seniors in Peoria is joining us today to talk about a really important topic, and that is people who go into a senior's home and assist them with non-medical care. Mary, thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Scott, and thanks for inviting me to be here. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So what is non-medical assistance? Non-medical assistance is for people that aren't ready to go into a senior living facility. They don't want to give up their freedom. But they, and they want to be at their home. They don't want to go live with their kids, but they, which they, you know, have been asked to come live with, you know, come with me, mom and dad, and come live with me, but they don't want to give up their freedom. So well, we can go in and we can help them stay in their home, keep them safe. You know, we kind of go through, we give them a free assessment. When we get the phone call, we go out and talk to them. You know, we ask them what they'd like to have done, what kind of help they need. And from there, we um, try to pair up another younger, more active, I should say more active senior, to help that senior so they have a friend. A lot of seniors, that, when they're in their 80s and 90s, don't have too many friends left. And what we try to do is pick someone with the similar likes, dislikes, hobbies, and then we pair them together. So they have a friendship as well as someone that might come in and help them do some things they need done in their home. What types of things might they help with? We can do companionship. We can um, go to the movies with them, read books to them if they have a hard time reading. We do um, grocery shopping, take them to the doctors. A lot of them need to give up their driving, but their kids, you know, have a hard time 
um, taking them to the store so we can drive them to the grocery store. We can fix them some light meals so that all they have to do is put them in the microwave or heat them in the oven where they don't have the energy to cook anymore. And that's what happens with the seniors. They don't, you know, they don't have the energy or their wrists hurt and they can't cook because they can't lift the heavy pots. So we can go in and fix them a meal or two. Sometimes we even just go in at dinner time and fix them a, a meal, clean up the kitchen, do the dishes, you know, stuff like that to help them out. We do some yard work if they need it walk their dog, kind of whatever. We kind of work with them to see what they need. That's great. So who's your typical client? Um, anyone between the ages of uh, 60. We have some six years old up to I have a 93-year-old lady Wow. that we go in. And um, the caregiver I set her up with, they're best friends now. They went to a quilting thing, and they went to quilt at a church a couple weeks ago in tie quilts. So they, she goes in and they just sit and talk. We make sure she eats her breakfast, remind her, oh, did you take your medicine today so you don't get sick and they do stuff like that. We take her to the hairdresser, grocery shopping, and they become friends. What a great service. How do you find the other seniors who are the service providers, the people who come in and assist? Um, a lot of times it's word of mouth, or I've been to quite a few expos. We went to the Women's Ultimate Expo last fall that's down in Phoenix. I also did the um, Loving Life After 50 Expo where we had a lot of seniors come through, both who wanted the help or who wanted to be a help. A lot of them just want to uh, have a companion also, but they we like to get people that are loving and caring, have the heart of a volunteer is kind of our philosophy, but the person does get paid for the service, so they do get a, a minimal paycheck. So it helps their income a little bit if they are on a fixed income to um, be able to have, you know, go see their grandchild when they want because they've earned a little extra money or get that extra thing that they can't afford, but they've earned some extra money to do it. Excellent. So with other non-medical uh, senior companies being in the Valley and, <clears throat> excuse me, being able to help seniors, what makes your company a little bit different from some of the others? Um, one of the things that's different of ours is uh, we have a two-hour minimum where we go in and we ask the client to guarantee two hours, where a lot of the other services want four hours at a time. I see. And they see dollar signs when they see four hours. I also um, I have a kind heart, I guess, but um, our philosophy is to work with the client, and I try to work within their means. We don't have a flat rate. We have a rate, so we have a range that we work between, and I try to work within their income to make it affordable for them to make them feel good. It's baby steps. Sometimes it's just a matter of going in and cleaning a house once or twice a week, just doing their vacuuming and changing their sheets and doing their laundry to a lady called and said, I can't get to the grocery store anymore. So we take her to the grocery store mm -hmm. now once a week and do her housekeeping, you know, the other two times a week or, you know, twice a month. So we're out there more. So it's baby steps. We started with one thing and now we've gradually added. And I get the occasional call, oh, I need to go to the doctor and I can't drive anymore. Or a lot of them don't have cars and ta taxis drop them off, but then they have to wait for a taxi to come sure. back for them. And it gets expensive with that. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us today. And we will have more information on the Chamber's website about seniors helping seniors in Peoria, including their own website and telephone number. Marley Wendell is joining us from Casa del Rio today. And Marley, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Well, thank you very much for inviting me, Scott. So tell us about senior communities. 
Senior communities started around 20, 25 years ago, and ours was built around 20 years ago, and it's independent, standalone living uh, apartments for seniors. And independent living means exactly what it is, that they're still independent, there is no health care license in the, in the building. Um, however, we do have, um, with all the opportunities now, um, health care come in and help them with any health issues that they have um, as they uh, grow older. And, and so they actually live in their own private apartment that they're yes. renting or they purchase? Um, ours is a rental, okay. and um, they can have a six-month to a year lease, and they live alone, and they can be as active as they want to be as far as some of our activities and things. What activities are available? The activities um, range from all sorts of games, from bingo to piquino to bridge, um, and then today they're going out to a park um, and having a lunch. Uh, we do have a bus and they take them out. They go to movies, um, but a lot of times they stay in for seminars too, educational seminars um, and musical events and things like that. So wow, quite that a sounds few. fun. Mm -hmm. So seniors are living in the, in the community, and, and I know from having uh, seniors in my family that uh, they reach a point where maybe they don't want to cook so much anymore. Um, we do have full kitchens in the apartments. Mm -hmm. However, we do have a full dining room. So they can, um, along with their rent, purchase either one meal a day or three meals a day, depending on their situation. So they'll never grow hungry, so they can always, um, or they could cook their own meal too. They can just have their apartment. Um, however, they can come in and visit the dining room too, and we just charge them for individual meals. So. That's probably a great way for them to connect with the local right. residents. And it's a good transition from home, so they can still do their cooking if they're still capable of doing it, and, um, but they don't have all the maintenance of a home and things like that, and they have sure. more social. Are families involved in this transition in their life? Most of the time, yes. Um, they're looking for a safe place for their parents, um, and they know their health issues. They know a lot of things, so they do take a lot of uh, care in making sure that they're in the right place. Excellent. Where is Casa del Rio? Casa del Rio is hidden from the normal, um, uh, normal track. It is south on Thunderbird, about a half a mile um, in the Plaza del Rio and 94th Drive um, horseshoe, as we call it there. And so um, it's in a park-like setting, um, very quiet, because there is a, a ravine in the back um, which is owned by the city, so there'll never be any buildings or anything back there. So. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. Must be nice to live there. It is, and it's nice to work there, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a very important mm -hmm. point. It's great to have people who enjoy what they do. Right. Um, can you tell us anything else that uh, really differentiates Casa del Rio from some of the other similar types of communities? Sure, and basically that is the staff. Um, the staff has been there. Some of them have been there um, for around 20 years, and they um, know the residents, and they were very caring, plus it's very homey. It's, it's a home atmosphere, um, and they really, the residents really enjoy that, you know, so they get to know the staff um, from the servers to activities to administration. That's great. So if someone wants to find more information, we can post your website on the show as well as um, you're available through the Peoria Chambers website. Right. 
Thanks for joining us today. Okay, we thank appreciate you, it very much. And, and learning more about independent senior living is an important part of this series where we're talking more about senior care. Golden Kennedy is joining us today from Golden Heart Senior Care, and we're really excited to have her on the show. Golden, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Scott. I'm really excited to be here. Great. So tell us more about Golden Heart Senior Care. Well, we're a non-medical home care company, and we, uh, our hallmark is that we value our clients. We are really excited when we get new clients, and we love to... Um, empower them to be, participate in the planning of their care, and we just simply try to add quality to their life. What are some of the services that you provide? Well, we do everything from uh, companion care, errands, to uh, taking care of our clients with complex care needs who have degenerative medical conditions. So we might um, support them in remembering their medications, prepare their meals, clean their houses, do their yard work, take them to the doctors, advocate for them with their medical practitioners, um, and we, we really take a holistic team approach. That's really important. Yeah. And, and the fact that you, you get involved with their medical practitioner as well. We do, and we take our direction from the clients and the families in that regard, but it helps keep everybody in the loop. How do you look, what do you look for in your staff? Well, we look for staff who are passionate about what they do. Now, we hire um, CNAs, medical assistants, certified caregivers, but beyond that, we're looking for uh, people who are passionate about bringing quality of life to the frail aged. That's very important, isn't it? It it's is. A, it's a challenging it's decision. I, to because one thing that um, people get as they grow older is wisdom. and. Our clients know if that staff person is happy to be there and if they're in it, and if they're in it together. So it's very important that they come to work every day with that song in their heart to really try to make that day better for the client they're with. That's a great way to say it. So in the industry, in non-medical home care, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about that on today's show. Um, what are some of the trends that you're seeing? Well... For one thing, uh, the baby boomers are coming, and I know because I am one. <laughs> so that means there's going to be a lot more of us, and uh, there are a lot of, of course, uh, economic tensions that we're facing as we enter into that. So it's very important to be providing um, a lot more variety of services as economically as possible, and we're working toward that goal. We also are fully aware that this, the baby boomer generation has really come from a, an area, a time, a life experience of privilege, and they'll be looking for quality. And so we really work hard to mentor our staff to help them understand that culture so that they can meet those expectations when they get into the homes. And your staff, are they, are they also of similar age or do they vary? Oh, our staff vary. We have um, the young switched on um, CNAs who are actually in nursing school. Mm -hmm. We have uh, working moms who just um, need to earn that extra income for their families and find fulfillment in serving the frail aged. And then we have um, people who are close to retirement themselves who are just looking for something meaningful to do. And they come with a variety of experience, um, social work and nutrition backgrounds, and they just find it fulfilling to serve in this way. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
So to hallmark your service, what, what would be three words that you would use to describe? Well, quality, because we, we strive for excellence and we put systems together and training to ensure that that happens on a daily basis. Um, I think another one would be uh, the, to ensure the compassion and dignity is there. And of course, the, the final one is value. That's fantastic. Yeah. Golden, thank you very much for joining us and for joining our series on senior care. Senior care is such an important part of our community and it's, the Chamber really believes that members and people in the community need to understand what their options are. So we appreciate you joining us today. Mark Sobelman from Ecotality North America is joining us today to talk about the green movement in the Valley and especially in the West Valley. Mark, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for the invitation. It's exciting to, to talk about the, the green opportunities that exist. And I think some people don't always understand what that really is. Could you tell us a little bit how that, how that exists in for businesses and, and in the corporate environment? Sure, sure. Everybody has heard the word, you know, to be green or to green uh, the business, but you know what we do at Ecotally and also at the Green Chamber is make sure that businesses have a sustainable model for being green. Whether it's uh, you know the way their buildings and infrastructure uh, is green in nature, where they're helping the environment, but also helping them to save money and to do uh, things as part of their business plan that are sustainable. That's excellent. And and so, um, how are you involved actually in the and in, in how is your company involved in the green movement? Well, actually, eTech, which is now Ecotality North America, we got a, a grant at the end of 2009 to put electric vehicle charging stations in not only Phoenix and Tucson, but about 16 to 18 other cities around the country as part of a grant from the Department of Energy. Uh, my job is to, has been to put infrastructure in Phoenix and Tucson to support the electric vehicles that are slowly rolling out. Uh, we partnered with the Nissan Leaf and the Chevy Volt. If you went online and became a Leaf, uh, uh, owner, we put a charging station in your home for free, and these charging stations gather data that we're sending back to the Department of Energy and Idaho National Labs. And as of right now, we have about 18 million miles of uh, infrastructure uh, data that, or vehicle data that we've gathered. And it's going to be the largest um, gathering of infrastructure data at, of all time. And so we're, we're really proud to be the project manager of that. Now, the charging stations will gather this data, but it also lets us know, and our hosts, whether it be a mom-and-pop operation, a commercial real estate company, or a big box store, to gather data about electric vehicle infrastructure. You know, we put two charging stations in um, at the development building right behind us here for the city of Peoria. And they're going to look at that and say, hey, you know, people are using these charging stations. Maybe we should increase the amount that we put in. Um, did we put them in the right place? We're also putting some in at the... Uh, the Benedict Sports Park, and the Peoria uh, Sports Complex. And so they're going to see whether or not this is a good place to put the charging stations. And by, by that, we get to gather that data. So we're going to see these charging stations around the valley very soon. Well, sure. We've already in, uh, installed about 250. Wow. We actually have contracts in place for another 200. And by the end of the year, you should see about 750 to 800 charging stations. And those are for commercial public use. We'll also have upwards to about 700 um, residential charging stations for people who own Leafs and Chevy Volts. What type of charge might someone incur if they use that charging station? Well, 
just like the charging stations in the city of Peoria, we're going to charge about $1.50 an hour. And so not just the kilowatt, uh, kilowatts that are used, we want to put a service fee on top of that because we, we don't think that giving away electricity is a sustainable model. So we want our hosts uh, to, to retain or to work or get reimbursed for the energy that they use, but also to make a profit. Now, it's not going to be a huge profit, but something that's going to help them to, to, to maybe have charging stations in the future and provide that as, them as an amenity for uh, the citizens of Peoria. Excellent. You're very involved with the Green Chamber. Could you tell us a little bit more about the Green Chamber and, and, and what their activities are here in the Valley? Yeah, very, very proud to have been a member of the Green Chamber, not just through Ecotality, but now I'm, a, I'm on the board and as a board member. And the Green Chamber is not just a typical Chamber of Commerce, you know, saying that we're part of the Green Movement. What the Green Chamber's uh, motto or credo is, is helping to, to be part of the Green Movement, but also to build sustainable models and to build businesses um, and be profitable uh, through, you know, being green, uh, making your, your businesses uh, lead certified, and then bringing together all the great minds uh, in the city of Phoenix and surrounding areas um, that can help to work on policy change, environmental issues. Um, you know, last meeting, we had a lunch meeting. We invited Mayor Stanton to come in and talk about sustainability and what his plan was for the city of Phoenix. Um, so really exciting time for us uh, to be and to be part of the Green Chamber and also to have cities like Peoria join us um, in that Green Chamber to help us to, you know, to make a better environment and sustainable model for the city. I think people are very anxious to learn more about what they can do to protect the environment, to, to use renewable resources, and, and yep. really to embrace this movement. So I think it's great that you're stepping forward to, to provide this service. And in, in addition to that, the city of Peoria is hosting a green conference on April 24th, and we'll have some more information about that, but you'll be speaking. Yeah, very, very uh, proud <coughs> to have been invited, uh, not just to speak for the Green Chamber, but as well as for Ecotality, to let people know, as well as some other, other business leaders, uh, business owners, leaders, and also just uh, citizens, uh, leaf owners that can come together and talk about everything that's been going on in the last couple of years and what the plans are going forward. Uh, not just to say that they're you know, being green, but to really do things of you know, policy, change policy, change uh, the way people think going forward. Excellent. Thanks for joining me today, Mark. My pleasure. Thank and we you. look forward to seeing you at the conference. Great. The conference will be available on our website, peoriachamber.com, and it is April 24th here at the City of Peoria Municipal Complex. Well, that's our show for this month. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question about what you saw here today on Peoria Connections, or you have an idea, send me an email. Thanks for joining us on Peoria Connections. See you next time.